Hi everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. The strongest force in the world. Oh my God. I heard a saying one time. It said, there's three things that last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Love is the greatest force in the world. Because when you love someone, you will also have faith and hope for the best of them. When you're in love, you're full of hope. You're full of hope for what tomorrow could bring with the person and the relationship and yourself, it just fills your life with hope, doesn't it? I think everyone would agree that love is an act of faith and hope. I think everyone agrees with that. They call it falling in love for a reason. I've never heard someone say, I stood up and rose in love, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, you're falling. And falling is out of control. Falling is something that happens to you. Falling is something that you can't stop even if you try. When you're in love, you become vulnerable because you're falling. You with me on this? No one has ever experienced anything great without first being vulnerable. And vulnerability is the exact same thing as being courageous. I think everyone agrees with that. It just depends on what perspective you're view viewing it through. Love is living in a state of hope and anticipation for all the wonderful attributes that could possibly come out in your beloved. It's what you see in their future. When you love someone, you become deaf and blind to anything that's negative about them. Anyone that's ever been in love, you know this. You are completely blind, you're deaf. You don't see any of the negative things about the other person. Simply put, loving someone, it puts you on the side of everything great about them. But I think there's a big misunderstanding here. Because when it comes to love, people think that they should just effortlessly be in love forever. It's not the way it works. It's very easy to confuse infatuation with love. There is a point in time in every relationship where they begin to blend together. Infatuation is love. Love is infatuation because infatuation can turn into love. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between the two. Where infatuation ends, love begins. And when love begins, that original infatuation it can look like a sparkler in the midst of the grand 4th of July show happening over New York City. The problem with infatuation is that infatuation can lead to love or infatuation can lead to disappointment. Infatuation is that thing that happens to you when you meet someone and there's chemicals being released in your body that causes you to only think of them. I'm sure you've all been there. Love is what you experience while putting effort and energy into a relationship. Anyone can take a day to plant a garden. That's easy. But taking care of it is what's going to give you the harvest. Infatuation is a delicate rose, where love is a strong oak with deep roots. I think if we were to live in a culture there where it was normal to say, I'm falling into infatuation, people wouldn't confuse the two so much. To keep a relationship strong, we need knowledge and understanding. That's what keeps it strong. Simply put, love's not enough. It's not. 
In fact, 95% of the people that get divorced say they still love each other. At least it's a 95% chance that it's not enough. I can tell you, Tiff and I, we've been married for 14 years. And you know what I've noticed? I've noticed the more I love her, the more I love her. And it just goes round and round and it's spiraling upward to a level that I, I just can't believe it. You see, Tiff gets the best of me and I get the best of her. We don't give each other leftovers from the day. But you know, I got to admit, it wasn't always like this. I used to give everyone else my best. I would go to work and I would be attentive. I'd be enthusiastic. I'd be upbeat. And then I'd go home and Tiff would get what's left over. She'd get the tired Randy. She'd get the worn out. I mean, I love y'all, but I've learned to give Tiff my very best. And you know what the best side effect of all this is? By giving Tiff my very best, it actually gives me more energy to give everybody else even more. So I want to encourage you today. Give your significant other the best version of who you are. Save it for them. Don't go to work and be the most brilliant, unbelievable, assertive, attentive, excited, enthusiastic person. Go home and be that person there and give everybody else what's left over. You'll be glad you did. So the strongest force in the world. The next time you're going to write a podcast about me, let me know. <laughs> That's awesome, right? Ralph. <laughs> That's really good. Just kidding. I love that. Right? Um, no, I, another powerful one. And, you know, it's cool that I love that we do this. And I say this every once in a while when we do the episodes and we go through it because it, it literally does cause me to reflect. <clears throat> so those of you that are listening to this, right, you guys are listening for it, right? I, I look at it and we just had a conversation about I'm constantly listening. I'm trying to absorb because I'm trying to take in the good things and the bad things and, and, and disregard the bad things, excuse me. And this is, it made me realize that I, I'm a victim of this too. I do the same thing where, you know, I, I juggle to, I juggle a lot of things, right? I juggle jobs, trying to build business and saying it out loud. Now I'm juggling a relationship and that shouldn't be it because Diana deserves the best of me, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But she catches the tail end of it, similar to how, mm -hmm. You know, you go through and it's not done deliberately. It's not no. like I do it like, oh, you now you're right, here. Yeah. It's just that idea and that concept of like, I just had, I mean, you, you heard the conversation I had before where it's like, yeah, these are the types of conversations you're having for, for hours and hours throughout the day. And then it's almost like once the workday stops, which is in business, it doesn't really stop. You're mm -hmm. constantly on in a weird way. Mm -hmm. It's almost like when she walks through the door or I walk through the door, it's like a brand new day is coming through and you're like, I don't know if I have the energy. Mm -hmm. And now the mentality needs to be switched though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had that realization there where it's like, mm -hmm. damn, it's almost like I feel like I have to apologize to Diana sometimes. Mm -hmm. I feel I'm, mm -hmm. I'm actually going to go home after this and do it. Mm -hmm. But that concept of there, but the strongest force in the world, infatuation to kind of piggyback on that, like it's so true. Like the infatuation aspect, people go 30, 40, 50, 60 years of wedding, of, of marriage. And sometimes I feel people go along for the ride and they, they lose that infatuation, which causes mm -hmm. the relationship to go down. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Can you expand on that a little bit more? It just mm -hmm. is kind of, again, it's, it's a depressing thing to look at in that regard, how people can lose infatuation, but it's, it's a mm -hmm. sad reality. It's a mm -hmm. sad truth. Mm -hmm. It's true. You know, um, you can summarize this by like, you know, in life you, you do get what you feed. 
You know what I mean? So like, like, you know, whatever you're feeding your mind, whatever you're feeding the relationship, you know, we don't get the relationships that we want in life. We get the ones that we tend to take care of, you know, just like we are, we don't, we don't be, we, we're not the person we want to be. We're the person that we turn ourselves into, mm-hmm. you know, it's all that, all those things. Like you don't get what you want. You get what you prepare for. So in relationships, people think because infatuation is a chemical thing, you meet someone, you're infatuated with them. And there's these chemicals being released that just makes you naturally feel a certain way about them. And you only see them through the best of eyes. And then what happens is, you know, three, four, five years later, those chemicals slowly wear off. And all of a sudden the infatuation phase is gone because the chemicals are gone and they go, I have fallen out of love with you. They go, there's something wrong. You know, I, the relationship's broken. I go, no, it's not broken. You, you just stopped taking care of it. You know, you never did anything, you know, because like the infatuation phase sets you up for what could possibly be. It says, this is a, this is a, this is a, a treat, a sample of what you could have for the rest of your life. If you're willing to put effort and energy into it. And it can not only be this, but it'd be 10 times even better. And a lot of people never experience that. They don't realize it. But that infatuation phase, it's actually a sample of what could come if you maintain it and you put effort, not that word maintain, but you know, if you put more effort and energy into it. And I've I've learned a lesson. I give Tiff my very best. And I've gone to her, just like you and Di- you're saying Diana, I've gone to her and said, you know, I owe you such an apology, love, because you've got leftovers. You've got leftovers from yeah. me. And it stinks. Cause I'll go to work and they're, I'm so enthusiastic and I'm excited. I'm, you know, and I go home like, Hey love, man, can I just sit down for a minute? I'm kind of whooped here. I'm like, wow, this is the, this is the person that I'm living my life with that I want to have everything within life. And she's getting the leftovers. Shame on Randy. Yeah. Give Tiff the very best. Everybody else can get what's left. The crazy thing that happens with this is when you give your significant other, the very best version of you, <laughs> you you have more energy than you ever had before everything goes to like times 10 and now all of a sudden you have energy for your significant other and everybody else around you but you know why people do this because it's hard to measure a relationship how do you measure the success of a relationship you know you can't see tiffs of my closeness you can't see the intimacy you can't see what we really have going on no one can see it except us and we can't even see it we can feel it but when it comes to, to success in business i can measure it I can measure it from your bank account. I can measure it from houses, from cars. It's a measurable thing. And you can see that, okay, I'm going to gain all this success over here. So people see me as successful. Meanwhile, my personal life is falling apart. And we say it all the time. You can become millionaires and billionaires and have all kinds of incredible things. But at the end of your life, if you lose your your health, your friends, and your your family, you are not a success. Because at the end, you'll be willing to trade all the money for health, family, and friends. The key is to not fall into that trap. It's been proven that around seventy thousand dollars after that number does not improve anybody's life, but yet they still chase dollars. Not going to do a single thing. Yeah, learn to live within your means, but also like learn to appreciate the best things in life can be done without money. So it's like that concept. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I don't know yeah. now. It yeah put me in a weird position. I, I just want to text Diane and say I'm sorry. It's it really does because yeah. like no, that, no. it's it's one of those things I think you do without realizing no one it. realizes they do it because it's a trap. Yeah, it's not because yeah. it's not done intentionally yeah. it's kind of just like oh i right. just had a long day and it's right. like what do you want to do it's like i don't want to do anything i want to go to bed right. it's like but it's six it's like what about me i'm here right. it's like yeah we'll do it tomorrow right then eventually because then it kind of plays into that idea of like the bids it's like well hey mm-hmm. it's like oh you had a long day you wanted to dinner no i don't want to all right just missed the day. No, i'm not gonna ask right. you exactly right. it's like right. yeah you know, there's another trap that happens here. It has to do with the word efficiency. Because every single job in the world, they want to be efficient. 
Every business has to be efficient in order to survive and be successful in business. Yeah. The problem with this efficiency thing that people go to work and then it's ingrained in them for eight hours a day, every day, be efficient, be efficient, get more done in less time, condense time. How can I get it all done at once? Then they go home and they think that they can have an efficient relationship with their significant other. There is no such thing. When it comes to time and relationships, you got to spend it to get it. If you don't, you won't. I've never felt close to Tiff without spending the time with her. There's no such thing as like splatter gun relationships where you're just like, I'll be with you for five, five, five seconds. Oh, you're good. Okay, we're good. No, there are people today living long distance relationships in the same house. Yeah, it's a sad reality. Right. They don't right. take time to connect. I tell Tiff, if you're downstairs and I'm upstairs, we're not together. Just because you're in the same house does not mean you're together. When were we together? When we're heart to heart, face to face, knee to knee. That's when we're together. When we're in each other's face. That's when you're purposely spending time together. On purpose. You have to do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. Live on purpose. I'm with you. <laughs> Living on purpose. Man, then. it's like, if you guys are listening to me, we're having all sorts of realizations <laughs> on this episode, man. Oh my gosh. It really is true. I mean, it, the, whole, the whole key to this whole thing is like, you know, in the end, people really do live for their family. If they you do. If you ask them, what, what do you value the most in your life? No one would say, well, I value my car the most. I value my job the most. I value my paycheck the most. No one would answer that. They would say, I value my children. I value my wife. I value my parents. That's what I value the most. And then I would say to them, okay, where do you spend your most time? And they would go, well, I spend the most time working or skiing or doing whatever it is. And, and, I, and, I, and then they may go, yeah, I'm just so frustrated. I'm so, I'm just, I just don't have much peace of mind. Well, of course you don't. Because if you don't have your time and your values aligned, you're going to have zero peace of mind. Because your values and your time is what matters the most in your life. You're not getting yesterday back. And tomorrow's not guaranteed. You have today right here, right? So if you can align what you value most with how you spend your time, the currency of your life is being spent on what you value most. And now you have peace of mind. Mm. It is that simple. Yeah. Wow. Thank you again, man. Fun stuff, right? Sorry, Diana. <laughs> he loves you. I love it. <laughs>